0: Glory to God. You are welcome once again to this podcast, The Fountain of Life. I pray that as you listen to this message, the revelation of God works wonders in your life, that you may indeed see your blessing manifest in a tangible form. You being fully aware of who you are in Christ and claiming whatever that the Lord prepared for you in these times so that you indeed walk into your inheritance and no one will take it away from you because that is your portion. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Hallelujah. I'd like to start with uh, tennis. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Uh, In 2011, I remember watching, uh, must have been Wimbledon, then the final between Andy Roddick and Roger Federer, a game which went into five sets. And for us... Uh, who were fans of Roger Federer in as much as we wanted him to win we loved uh, the resilience of Andy Roddick and the game went on and on and on and on and at a certain point we almost flipped sides to start supporting the underdog but the incredible thing is as the game went on you could tell that Uh, Roger Federer was getting calmer and calmer and now was operating as someone who had something behind him that was pushing him to know that regardless of how long this takes, I'm actually in charge of this and I have to win it. Yet as for for Andy Roddick, you could tell that his confidence was getting down and lower because he could tell that this guy was in control, and there's no way he was probably going to beat him. He had, ch- he had a chance earlier on, but he blew it. And of course, the inevitable happened. Roger Federer won that game, and he became Wimbledon champion. And th- there was something about him, and okay, for, for, for many people, who is considered the greatest tennis player of all time. I said there is something about him. Uh, when you watch him, and if you watched him earlier on, before okay, before his powers really waned a bit uh, because of age and so forth, I know he's now thirty-nine. If you watched him then, there was something, and there is about him that showed you that he was the boss. He had the authority on the court, and no one dare came to, uh, to, to mess with him. It was only until Rafael Nadal came and disorganized the status quo for a number of years that you saw the shoulders of Roger Federer drop. Okay. The reason why I've started with this story is because many times when we, the children of God, are pushed to the wall and certain storms brew longer than we think how many of us are able to remind ourselves of who we are and rise above the storm and still come out victorious and still remain as calm as possible because we know that we are in charge and this authority has been delegated unto us by the Lord Jesus Christ, that we are able to overcome whatever comes and is thrown towards us. The scripture tells us in John chapter 14, verse 12, Most assuredly, I say to you, He who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Glory to God. This is a scripture which tells us that if we ask anything in the name of Jesus Christ, he's going to do it for us. But of course, we live in an environment and of course, we see our friends. People ask for lots of things and the answers never seem to come. And so many people go into uh, pity parties and uh, trying to emotionally blackmail God to twist his arm so that he does something for them. But are we aware of the authority that has been bestowed unto us? And are we aware of the things that we have? Because we do not qualify ourselves. We are already qualified like Colossians one twelve tells us that we give thanks unto the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. So if we are qualified for this inheritance and these things have been given unto us, how do we position ourselves to see to it that they manifest in our lives? How do we position ourselves to see to it that whatever is in the spiritual is manifest unto the physical and everyone is evidently able to see that the Lord has established this. It has been birthed, and it's now before our eyes. Because you see, there is one thing that we can do to enable us channel these things to fruition, and that is knowing how to walk the walk of authority, knowing what has been given unto us, that delegated power that has been given unto us by our Lord Jesus Christ. You remember the scripture tells us in Mark chapter 1 verse 22. uh, The people were astonished at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority and not as the scribes. We many times say so many things and they, they are scriptural. But are we really convinced enough to know that these things are surely going to come to pass? Are we really convinced enough that without a shadow of a doubt, this has to happen? Because much as there are scriptures that are written, and they are so nice, and we know that the word of God is true. We claim them, and we say them so many times. But for some reason, year in, year out, we are in the same place. Because you find a scripture like Ephesians chapter one verse three, "Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ, just as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world. So He has already blessed us, but you walk around, you're seeing people in dire straits, poverty, sickness, torment. And you're wondering. How is it possible that this, this person who is claiming the blessings of God, and they are a Christian, spirit-filled, speaking in tongues, year in, year out, they are in this situation. They are standing tall. How is this possible? Yet you find people who are moving in the world, oblivious, when faced with certain storms, they are able to channel their their inner souls and remind themselves, no, I'm the one in charge here, like Roger Federer did. I'm the one in charge on the court. I'm the gaffer. No one beats me. (laughs) So Andy Roddick tries to push him harder, and this guy just decides, no, it's not going to happen. He blasted him off. And by the way, that was the end of Andy Roddick because he never came close again to ever winning a Grand Slam. For us, the children of God, for these things that have been given unto us, the things that have been bestowed unto us, are we aware of what they are? And are we prepared to birth them to say to it that it, indeed they manifest? Because for a large part, it looks like we are ready and the time is now. The pregnancy is ripe. It's full. We have to push until it manifests. But you remember what the scripture said uh, in Kings? That the children have come to birth but they do not have the strength to bring forth the children. We cannot be like that. We have to be fully aware of the power that we possess and knowing how we can appropriate that blessing so that it manifests knowing that regardless of what happens around us regardless of what the storm is we have to stand tall and be like no whatever happens I'm in charge and because I have spoken and the Lord is behind me it has to manifest Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 17 19, tells us, Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail, and the fields yield no food, though the flock may be cut off from the fold, and there be no hard in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord, I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength, He will make my feet like deer's feet, and He will make me walk on my high heels to the chief musician with my stringed instruments now this is is a prophet who was speaking despite the kind of things that were happening to israel at the time but he's saying regardless of all these things i'm going to stand tall and joy in the lord god of my salvation because the lord earlier on had told him to write the vision and make it on a tablet that he may run with it who reads it because the vision is yet for an appointed time but at the end it will speak and it shall not lie though it tarries wait for it because it shall surely come to pass but how many of us are able to withstand certain storms and be like okay regardless of what the situation is at the moment because i am a child of god it's going to surely come to pass so i'm going to praise the lord i'm going to sing his praises and i'm going to win so an unbeliever comes up against you to try and put you down and you're like mm not going to happen i'm in charge because the lord is my light and my salvation amen so as you walk each and every day what is it that you want to see and how are you going to claim your possessions And stand in that place of dominion as you are made to be, especially in times like this. These are not times for us to walk in oblivion and these are not times for us to be at the back while the other people come in front. There is a reason why certain scriptures are written unto us so that we might also walk in certain paths. Amen. You know, the scripture tells us in the book of Jude, chapter 3, sorry, chapter 1, it has one chapter. Jude chapter 1, verse 3. Amen. It says, Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend honestly for the faith which was once f- for all delivered to the saints. Amen. The faith that was once delivered to the saints, the people that have gone ahead of us in the Word of God, in the Bible, and even centuries prior or decades prior, whatever, who have gone ahead of us, but there are testimonies that have been written upon them and about their deeds that we are able to draw from and know that the hand of God is not too short to also deliver us from certain situations. Amen. That's why Jeremiah tells us in uh, 6.16, uh, the scripture tells us, that says the Lord, stand in the ways and see and ask for the old paths where the good way is and walk in it. Amen. So there are those paths that have been trodden on by people who have gone earlier than us and we are supposed to look at their testimonies And also partake and try to pattern. Amen. That's why the psalmist says that uh, thy testimonies have I kept as a heritage forever for they are the rejoicing of my heart. Amen. These testimonies are supposed to keep us in that place, that state of joy knowing that we are also going to overcome. I read the story of Kenneth again about a man who uh was homeless and uh for years he always used to move around the street looking for what to eat looking for shelter where he could probably spend the night and so forth lonely guy no people no family whatsoever so he roamed the streets and uh because of the depression that was happening at the time It must have been uh, after the Second World War. Uh, Things became tight. So it was a bit hard for him to even get what to eat. So he started starving. Day one, two, three, and so forth. Until he died. Because he failed to get what to eat. But because of the cold and, uh, and, and the hardships of spending nights on the streets... He used to uh, wear quite a number of clothes and on top of it had a very big jacket to keep himself warm. Now, when he was discovered by the authorities uh, after his death uh, and uh, we were checking uh, what he probably had on him, they discovered that he had thousands of dollars in the jacket, but this gentleman didn't know, so he died he did not know what he carried. So when you as a child of God sit down and ask yourself what is it that you carry? Are we also going to find ourselves in death and in situations that destroy us yet we actually carry something in the inside of us because this authority like the Lord Jesus said and greater works than these shall they do but how come we are not doing some of the works that we ought to do how come so this guy despite having all that money in that jacket but because he did not know he wasn't able to live the life that he should have lived And even us, if we do not know our authority, if we do not know our mandate, if we do not know what we own and our position, we are not going to enjoy the things that we are meant to walk in, especially in this generation. Amen? We have to claim what is before us. We have to claim... What has been written for us? What we are supposed to walk in? Because there is one thing of us going to First John, chapter four, uh, verse seventeen, which says, uh, "As it is, so are we in this world." Okay, then what? Uh huh. As it is, so are we in this world, and yet we are still in oblivion and other people are in the forefront. So, pr- a pandemic happens and we are waiting for medical science to take charge. <laughs> How about people in the past? I remember in uh, in, in the uh, 18, 1890s, that was the 19th century, uh, John Alexander Dowie when he used to minister in Australia and they pandemic broke broke out and at that time it was like a death sentence and people just started dying people were falling off Uh, the streets dying people ran away from church (laughs) yet that is where they had to come and communities were losing uh, their loved ones at a very fast rate so I went unto the Lord and asked him Lord how is this possible that these things are happening and the Lord asked him to do something so he prayed he prayed and he called for people to come in his church believe you me even with contact people were saved and the hand of God was upon those people amen glory to God and a few years Later, now at the beginning of the 20th century, when he had now relocated to the U.S., uh, at that time, apparently, there was uh, a drought that happened, and they hadn't seen rain for a number of... Uh, okay, I don't remember, but, but for a long period. So the people got desperate, but because of the kind of works that he had done, uh, they, they sought after him so that he could give them a solution And at first he was a bit hesitant because he he kind of thought, well, this might probably be too much for him. So uh, at at, at a certain point, he just decided to focus on his work. So there was this meeting where he ministered a powerful message. Then as he was making his declarations, he just said, run. Because by the time you reach home, there is going to be an abundance of rain. Incredible, right? Reminds us of what Elijah did. <laughs> For the word that had been sent unto Ahab. And believe you me, from, from the account of testimonies and various uh, uh uh, writers, Christian writers, who are able to verify this information, uh, that that day there was an outpour of rain in that city after a long period where people hadn't seen a drop, not even a, not even a drop of rain. Later on, a drizzle. You can imagine. How do we find ourselves in situations where we decree things and are not happening? Yet Job twenty two verse twenty eight says and you shall decree a thing and shall be established. Are they serving another God? And for us? Is it because the world has progressed so much? even our faith in God has to be progressive in nature because the thing is there are ancient truths that are never going to be defiled that are never going to change and until you come back unto the ancient truth knowing that this is the word of God and this is how we enter in we are not going to see these things manifest in our lives we are not going to see these things manifest before us while it is good for us to read certain portions of scripture that we shall buy without money but are we aware that actually these things can happen are we and when we hear about testimonies that have happened to other people do we think okay that is for certain people those things cannot happen to me I was watching on YouTube uh, uh, quite a number of months ago uh, uh, an account by a daughter to the great evangelist Smith Wigglesworth and she was uh, talking about her testimony how uh, at the time when she was a little girl okay not very little but must have been maybe a teenager or or something uh, at the time uh, where she and her uh, and her mother uh, used to do evangelism and they used to come to Africa quite a bit. So at the time the Lord had asked them to come to, uh, to Zambia. So uh, they believed God for provision and everything else. So they decided to get their tickets and all their travel documents ready and they were in Zambia. But they didn't really have much money on them. So the, f- the first thing, of course, they had to think about was getting accommodation. So they got this house and th- it had no furniture. It's just a house. Plain. So uh, they stayed there just believing God. So uh, this particular day, this little girl was she was just loitering in the house. Then she had a knock on the door. She ran and opened, and there were two gentlemen who had delivered furniture. Of course, she didn't know them, never seen them. And the gentleman just said, we've been directed to bring this furniture here. And sh- she said, come in, come in, come in. They put in the stuff, and the gentleman left. So when the mother came, she found this, and she was asking her, how did this come in? She said, some two gentlemen brought this. So they kind of went into a small argument like, no, this is not our property, and, 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 and so forth, and so forth. And she told her, don't you believe in the Lord, that is able to do certain things? And by the way, all their time that they were in Zambia, this stuff was never reclaimed. No one ever came to them to tell them that this was stolen or whatever. It was never. And they went on with the work of God, impacting lives. Amen. Impacting lives. These are things that have happened. These are things that can happen. We cannot limit God. You know the scripture in, in Psalm 78 verse 41? which tells us, and they turned back and tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. Especially in these times, I think many of us take and treat God on what He has done before rather than on what He's able to do. So, When we see certain things that have been written about in the Bible, certain accounts, we think that is where his limitations end. He cannot go beyond. And if we see people who have demonstrated great things, like I remember the great evangelist A. A. Allen, who found a boy who had been born uh, with very brittle bones uh, uh, very brittle bones uh, uh, that they, they, they were like cartilages of sorts are they Cartilages, i think uh, of sorts and he could barely stand <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. He prayed for the boy and the bones hardened. And the boy, the boy was able to walk. Incredible. So when we see, when we see such a thing, he was supposed to praise God. Can you imagine bones which are like a cartilage in strength? And the boy was able to stand. um, Glory to God. You know the scripture tells us in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 a scripture that many of us know now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us where does the power work? In us so it's up to us to rise up, and already he has called us to come up here. It's up to us to channel the power that has been bestowed unto, unto us by the Lord Jesus Christ, to see to either these things manifest in our lives. For how long are we going to cry for people to lay hands on us? For how long are we going to go around looking for people to pray for us because certain situations are apparently so hard for us it's our time to stand it's our time to rise it's our time to show forth the testimonies that are supposed to be told especially in times like this we are not supposed to be behind the church of god The church of Jesus Christ is supposed to be at the forefront of all the things that are happening. Amen. When I move around and hear certain stories, sometimes my spirit is vexed. Like a few days ago, I was with a friend of mine in his office and uh, there was this other gentleman his friend who came and making basically a mockery of of christians uh talking about how some people pray so much and they believe they're men of god but they're not seeing answers while well, it's only the men of god who are getting rich and they pray to god every day monday tuesday wednesday up to sunday like as if God cannot hear. I kept quiet and let him finish whatever he was saying. One, one thing I can tell you, child of God, for people like us, we have nowhere to turn to but God. We have nowhere to turn to because he is our life. Amen. And sometimes when I see quotes like, Lord, if you ever answer my prayers, may I never forget you. Uh, how is that even possible? We need to live the kind of lifestyle where He is our sustenance. That's why the scripture tells us in John 1:4, in Him was life, and the life was the light of men. That every person, trade that I take it's because he's directing me I don't come unto the Lord because I'm in need of something I have to come to him because he's good and because without him I have no life and whether certain answers come or not he is God he's still on the throne Amen? And those people who mock you, believe you me, they are the people who are going to come looking for you, asking you how you did it. Because the hand of God will be evident upon your life. Amen? It doesn't matter how long certain things have gone on. It doesn't matter how far you could have been it doesn't matter how far some of your friends have gone. What matters is the hand of God is not too short to pull you out of whichever situation you're in. Just trust in Him. Amen? And be cautious of the authority that you're supposed to walk in. Be cautious of your identity and your pattern, knowing that you have the ability to do these things. Amen. Glory to God. Whichever storm might come, whichever situation might come, you are a winner. Go around praising God. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. These times are peculiar, especially with so much that has been given unto us news channels and uh, the so called pandemic, and so many movements that are happening around us black lives matter Uh, then the censorship that is happening at the moment then the cancel culture that (laughs) amazingly is now beginning to witch hunt their own incredible but the thing is you cannot allow certain aspects of the world to change how you are supposed to perceive things and how you are supposed to perceive God. Our identity is driven by what we are cultivating in the name of Jesus Christ. And we do not allow the narrative, the, the, the narrative of the world to define us. Amen? Be defined only by Jesus Christ our Lord. And walk with the assurance. Knowing with certainty that everything that has a name down to the name of Jesus Christ. So whichever situation that you are going through, speak in the mighty name of Jesus Christ with the full assurance that indeed our Father is going to answer you. Because it is written in the Bible in John uh, chapter 16 verse 23. And in that day you will ask me nothing. This is the Lord Jesus Christ speaking. Most assuredly I say unto you, whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. Do not get tired of seeking, do not get tired of trying to learn the deeper things of God until you are filled indeed with the fullness of God that these things are able to manifest before you. When you speak it manifests because you are at that point where you are hidden so much in Christ that your words literally become the words of God. May that be your portion and may you move mountains. Because that is what you're meant to do in these times. God bless you so much. In case you want to get in touch, you can send me an email at fountain.12life at gmail.com. May God bless you. I'll be glad to hear from you. Hallelujah.